I'd like to start with uh, the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Tesla, which is fun. Tulsa and Tesla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fun little little play on. I don't know. I guess what, what what do you call it when it's like one word that you can rearrange the letters and make a different word? Is and is that an, an uh, anagram or no? Or that's yes, anagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. It's almost <laughs> one. If the U and the E were the same, Tulsa and T- whatever. I'm done enough of that. <laughs> the city of Tulsa is basically looking to court Tesla, the car manufacturer, for its newest manufacturing plant. So uh, Tesla is really searching for where they're going to build their second U.S. automotive manufacturing plant to build Model Y and Cybertruck Tesla cars. And right now, the decision is between Tulsa, Oklahoma and Austin, Texas. There might be other finalists, uh, you know, but uh, for the moment, these are the two that are making headlines. And to woo Tesla, Tulsa transformed its 75-foot golden driller statue to look like Tesla CEO Elon Musk. And I hope all of y'all looked at the picture of it because, um, yikes, it's a little creepy, uh, in my opinion. The statue initially was built in the 60s to tribute uh, the state's petroleum industry. But now uh, the Tulsa belt buckle has been converted to, say, Tesla. Uh, there's a Tesla car insignia on its chest, and then it's wearing, like, a mask of Elon Musk's face. It looks like, uh, like I saw a good tweet of someone took Dwight's face from the office with the uh, CPR doll <laughs> whose face he carved out and put on his head. And it's like, yeah, it does kind of look like someone wearing someone else's skin on your face. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is really creepy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll pause there for a second. What, I mean, what, what do you all think of the statue? Because I just think it's all it's just such a goofy, random thing to to I don't know use as your uh, bargaining chip. <laughs> yeah, I'm scrolling around on some of the images here, and definitely Dwight with the CPR doll face is yeah. the first <laughs> thing that comes to mind. It's uh, um, yeah, it's it's like one of those things almost where you would think like uh, you know maybe a uh, a school might do that if they have like a special guest speaker coming, you know, something kind of temporary, but not uh, not exactly the type of approach I would take to, you know, get a multi hundred million dollar, you know, installation of a factory <laughs> to come to our right. city. So, um, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely pretty creepy. <laughs> I just I can't I, I, I just don't have any words after seeing the photo. Like yeah, it's just one it's of those freaky dude. It's the the Ryan Reynolds gif where he's just looking and he just says, "But why?" Like <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Yes, if that but works, why? if that works, um, man, I, I I guess once again we live in a much different world than the one that I thought we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just exactly. think about if we did this to big techs here in Dallas, dude. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like what people would think if we Elon Musk big techs. And... Yeah, right. Just like Jeff Bezos to big techs. Oh man, <laughs> that's yeah. that was the missed opportunity, dude. That that is what I call uh, you know sci-fi dystopia. All, all of our, um, all of our statues just get turned into today's billionaires, and then all the business just gets sucked to whoever has the coolest statue. Gosh. That sounds like a premise for a young adult novel. Yeah, seriously, like a writing prompt. Yeah, right. 
the the Hunger Games sequel. Yeah. Um, well, enough on the statue. It is creepy, but there's more here to unpack that I want to get y'all's thoughts on. Um, in the last three years, Tulsa has been looking to court more big business, and they were one of the finalists for Amazon's HQ2. Uh, that didn't pan out for them, and so they decided, okay, we need to reinvest somehow in the city, make it more appealing to these big companies, and uh, find more uh, private investment into Tulsa. So uh, in those past three years since the HQ2 project, uh, Tulsa launched a $918 million quality of life economic development program to encourage private investment in the city and um, has gotten, I think, like over a billion dollars of pledged private uh, support and funding over the next several years, uh, which, you know, sounds positive for them. Um, however, I think the dynamic of trying to court big business to your city can often have some unintended consequences and maybe they are intended consequences. And I think that's going to be up for interpretation on, uh, how much strategy is really behind this. But, um, you know, when you're dealing with the biggest economic drivers or the ones with the most publicity around them, you start to get a lot of demands coming from these companies and, um, I think Amazon kind of uh, culturally reset uh, to a degree how these big companies approach expanding. Amazon turned it into a free-for-all who can give me the best option. And it, I mean, it paid off basically in the fact that so many cities were participating. It became, I mean, like you had tiny cities across the state making videos and trying to like woo companies to come there it's like our our culture is the best and at the end of the day that cultural uh significance wasn't really front of mind at all for these companies i i can probably tell you that jeff bezos's final decision for hq2 is not about who's got the coolest mom and pop culture on main street usa uh Mm -hmm. it's definitely about the economic incentives which makes me feel like this statue is uh, more of a surface level kind of PR stunt than anything else, but I'll get into that in a second. So Musk, as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, has been very vocal about trying to get his way where he's stationed. Um, His biggest HQ and manufacturing facilities are in Cali right now, in California. Um, And he's been very vocal with local politicians. Most recently, he threatened to pull all future production and uh, HQs out of California and to like Texas or Nevada because of the COVID-19 shutdown order. He has been, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, getting some attention for... Uh, being kind of anti-COVID or saying mm-hmm. it's we're overreacting, this is dumb, we need to reopen the economy, we need to get back to work. Um, and, uh, you know, he has enough economic impact on the state that he can put that pressure and will be listened to. Now, it's not like the shutdown order has been lifted completely in any way, but still that pressure is there. Um, now, if we look at the local leadership in Tulsa, the mayor tweeted out a picture of a redesigned cyber truck as a Tulsa police car and was like gesturing that they'd quote buy local if Tesla moved its operations there. Um, so 
you know, you see kind of the cultural bid as well and the functional, you know, hey, if Tulsa come or if excuse me, if Tesla comes here, these names are too similar for me. <laughs> if if Tesla comes to Tulsa, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that, you know, we integrate Tulsa deeply into the fabric of city operations basically. Um, and if it does end up making it to Tulsa, right now the projections are around 10,000 jobs coming into Tulsa, as well as Tesla becoming the largest employer in the city, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting dynamic, one that I will give my opinions on in a second. But, folks, uh, what do you all think? You know, the, the economic incentives and the economic dynamic of this whole bid, I think, is what's most interesting and most impactful, more than the creepy big tech statue. So what do you all think? Uh, so, so for me, I, I think that jumping through hoops and doing what it takes to bring Tesla to a local area means that on some level you're signing off on how Elon Musk has handled this entire situation, um, which I think is problematic for me. You know, so, you know, in this situation, he is pushing back and not following, you know, local guidelines as far as how to treat workers and then when you do force workers to come back into a facility because you are opening, uh, you make them choose between still receiving unemployment and going to a place to work that they don't feel safe. And quite frankly, just given the spread of COVID-19 and how everything has turned out, it just really isn't safe, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to say that I think that that's a bad thing to do to people. So I... I when it comes down to you know offering economic incentives for a company like Tesla to to come to your city, you're then you know co-signing on the person of Elon Musk, and that to me would make me uncomfortable. So I'm I'm not down with giving large companies um, incentives to move to a particular uh, to a particular area, and especially not ones headed up by someone like Elon Musk. Yeah, um, I I have to agree with you, Tyler. And I mean, this has been a tough pill for me to swallow. I mean, I've, I've been pretty vocal on this show and even others uh, that we've had in the past of my, you know, admiration for some of the things that Elon Musk has uh, done over the years. But this is uh, you know, kind of been a turning point for him as a public figure and also as a, uh, you know, leader in obviously a, an industry and just an employer in general. So, um, and a dad I, now too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that there's always been two conversations that we have when we talk about anything related to, um, you know, restrictions, uh, revolving around COVID, uh, because you're either going to have, you know, your, your economic discussion about, you know, well, I have a, multi-billion dollar business that cannot sustain without generating multi-billions of dollars x y you know everybody's had that that conversation he's a business owner but it's you know hard to sympathize if you've lost your job and you don't have any prospect of getting a new job and if you um you know are in a lockdown uh, scenario and you're depending entirely on you know either stimulus money or um just odd jobbing it around so um yeah, I, I think for for you know the average person, it is hard to you know want to wrap your head around the needs of somebody that is just going to say, hey, well, if you're not going to let me operate under these conditions, you know, I can uproot and move elsewhere. And and I, and I think you're right, Tyler. You know, kind of giving that uh, an air of validity by saying, hey, you know, 
let us, you know, re, uh, you know, organize our entire city culture to, you know, appeal to you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's kind of a little bit in bad taste as well. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is a discussion that, you know, realistically will come to fruition years down the road. You know, we, we've got to think right. about what, what does that mean, you know, to, to move an entire manufacturing facility, um, you know, having a, a kind of a new home base for some of that isn't going to happen overnight. Um, so who knows what we're really looking at down the road, you know, in terms of, of rolling it out. But yeah, I've got to say, you know, for somebody who's, who's really, you know, kind of put on for Elon Musk in the past, it's, it's been tough. <laughs> it's been tough lately to, to, to do this. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully regardless of, of his decisions, um, everybody involved will make the best decisions, best decisions for their local economy, for the workers, for one, which I really think needs to be a more vocal uh, part of this conversation and what's going to be best for, you know, not just Tesla as a company or even Tulsa as a city, but, you know, maybe the 10,000 people who are going to live there that are going to be able to have a job now. You know, I think that that's the conversation, but making sure that those 10,000 people who will have a job are protected or safe and have all of the right. uh, um, the needs covered that they have um, on you know in in the front of mind. So right. as long as that's the conversation that we're we're having, which doesn't seem to be, um, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. good with it. But you know, if if we're just talking brass tacks and profits, it seems a little distasteful. Yeah, yeah, and and even going beyond all the Elon Musk. Um, kind of drama and the the culture of indulging, um, I don't know, kind of like the the temper tantrum rich guy, right? Which is kind of the vibe that I get from from mm-hmm. him. Not to mm-hmm. you know, not to be super rude, but I mean, come on, my friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, I I think there is another layer of this that um, it takes longer to. Uh, change perception on and that is the the i don't know the the stigma and the taboo around taxation in general um Mm -hmm. often and we saw this with amazon hq2 um you know in amazon's case they were looking to pay zero dollars in taxes which they already don't pay any federal income tax as a company um and they're basically like one of the pillars of our economy um they're looking to pay zero dollars in taxes when they were looking to set up shop in New York City, saying that job creation and the economic stimulus of them even being there in the first place would make that kind of deal more than worth it. And this is a trend now. Uh, local economies courting big business through major tax breaks, incentives and mm-hmm. credits. And though in the short term, that sounds like, ooh, I have to pay less money. Very nice. Um, the long-term impacts of courting huge operations and having them pay little to no taxes back into the communities that uh, support them Mm -hmm. through the public infrastructure resources, through the workforce itself, um, that has huge negative consequences on these municipalities. Um, If you are a, you know, multi-million or billion dollar company and you are churning um, millions of dollars uh, 
due to you know the economic infrastructure and resources of a city but none of that is then being fed back into the public works projects or the economic development of the city beyond how it is dictated by the hands of one company that skews dynamics and creates um creates a scenario where you know especially with them potentially being the biggest employer in Tulsa we could see something similar to uh, Michigan and Detroit and the um, the car manufacturing cities of old where you know in the first incentive and opportunity to just outsource production they just picked up left and left whole communities out to dry um, because they were the largest employers there and they didn't really have a huge investment in the community they were just looking for where they could get the cheapest labor possible and so mm-hmm. when the incentive is one of and, and for example here both the mayor of Tulsa and the governor of Oklahoma declined to further comment on quote potential projects and quote pending proposals which to me codes like there's something else happening here uh, and there are further economic incentives being offered to bring Tulsa in beyond just like a goofy big tech statue uh, that is not confirmed in any way obviously but it would make sense because just a statue trying to court a giant company it feels absurd and I don't think um, Tulsa as a city or Tesla as a company would look at that and say ah yeah now I'm moving there. What they're mm-hmm. really looking for is the economic incentives. And mm-hmm. Oklahoma as a, as a state already has um, an economic incentive for uh, tax credits. They mm-hmm. have an established automotive engineer workforce tax credit. So baked into the fiber uh, of the state, um, if automotive work comes to the state, they will reward the company by having them pay less taxes, basically. So... Though that sounds, like I said, in the short term, nice, you don't have to pay as much money or you might think, ah, well, if the company doesn't have to pay as much money, then that can go back into the workforce or something. Uh, But what happens is that, I mean, basically, it's just another version of trickle down economics, which has been disproven often, Um, Mm -hmm. just like giving the money back to the people that already have the money. That money does not just magically end up in the hands of the workforce or back into the communities whose economic resources and infrastructure support the growth of these companies. So I think it is incredibly risky, especially, like I said, with the the track record of automotive manufacturing companies um, embedding themselves in communities and then disappearing when it's no longer beneficial for them to be in that community. Um, basically making a short-term deal for jobs without the long-term tax uh, funding back into the city could have mm-hmm. some major ramifications for whoever ends up taking on a company like Tesla. So I just think it's a dynamic that Amazon fostered and made more prevalent with their HQ2 search and mm-hmm. I think is a major problem that we need to address. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, think about even a company when you're talking in business terms, you know, how much they would consider and maybe uh, not consider taking on a, a customer or a client that would, um, you know, generate roughly 20% of their revenue, you know, with, when you give somebody that much leverage over your business, you know, now now you're in a tough spot. So, te- or Tulsa, rather, would be in a similar place with Tesla when, you know, they can move in, generate probably well over 20% of, you know, the local economy. Um, and now you're in a spot where, 
Tesla holds all the cards. Um, even if it is just as simple as being there one day and not being there, you know, the next at some point, um, how much of an impact that can have in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I think that just from a, uh, not from the economic standpoint of Tesla, but the economic standpoint of Tulsa long term, um, really needs to be considered on on that. And you know, what's it what's it going to uh, look like when you have a large part of your local economy entirely dependent on one business, and in turn, maybe even one person? So, right, yeah, man, I uh, I agree. Tyler, any final thoughts on that one? I don't think so. I think you guys did an awesome job covering that. And uh, yeah, right. there, there are uh, there are a lot of concerns. And Daniel, I think you're you're absolutely right to point out just that uh, you know what goes back into the local area, and it's just it's it's not a situation I'm entirely comfortable with. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be a long term payoff. And like we saw with Amazon the deal for the giant tax break in New York fell through and then they ended up going to New York anyways. So at the end of the day, these giant companies are going to go wherever they think is more economically beneficial for them. And if no cities offer them giant tax breaks, well, then they're still going to need to build a manufacturing facility. And if they want to do it in Tulsa, they're going to do it in Tulsa regardless of if they have a giant tax break or not. The tax break is just basically like shooting yourself in the foot. So um, just seems counterproductive. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 